guys and gals, welcome to the Oxford Holy Club, a place where we ready ourselves to give an answer for the hope that's in us. We will also try to answer your questions, random questions from the interwebs, and have some fun too. So put some seatbelts on your ears because we're in for a wild ride. On this episode 130 of the Oxford Holy Club, entitled Sleep Examples and Catching Up. We do just those things, except the sleeping. Murder. Murder, most foul. Intrigue. Someone dies. Stay tuned. After these commercial breaks, how do we go to commercial? Do you like (laughs) brushing your teeth? There's got to be a better way. Hey. Holy, they sent me a monthly subscription of toothbrushes. Oh, nice. Get quip. Uh, not a sponsor. <laughs> Blue box. Yeah. Uh, Stitch Fix. If you're looking for clothes, Stitch Fix. Every podcast. Ray Shadow Legends. <laughs> I hear Squarespace is a great way to make a website. That is a great way to make a website. Uh, what what other ads do we know? Because we listen to the same podcasts. Uh, oh 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 oh! Me undies. Get me undies. <laughs> There's another underwear too. I forget what it's. Ah oh, shoot. Uh, I forget which one it is now. Yeah, well, welcome to the Oxford Holy Club podcast, if you're still there. Uh, episode 130, as I previously mentioned. Listen, we're not going to belabor the point. If you want to find out more about us, you can go over to our website, www.oxfordholyclub.com. From there, you can find us on all the social medias. The links are there. If you do the smorp that we do, uh, or if you'd like to use it, it's available through our website. If you want to ask us questions, if you want to suggest content, if you want to just chat with us. You can do that either through the chat here on Facebook or you can do it through our website. The website is the one-stop shop for everything Oxford Holy Club. Uh, I'm Brad Silliker. I'm one of your hosts and joined tonight on my, oh boy, on my left, it, on my left is Lucas Candy and down below here we've got Andrew Beckwith. Hey boys, how are you? Hello. Good. Good. Nice to see you all. Is it cold in your home, Andrew? It actually is pretty cold down here, mm. but I mostly put it on because my hair is a disaster. Okay, well that's fine. Uh, you know, there's a solution for that. Well, male pattern baldness. Pass. <laughs> I do have a haircut a scheduled on top. Scheduled oh. for Friday. Oh, oh, that was on purpose. Uh, okay. Now, well, yes. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how far to take this. How sensitive are you? You head to the barber. Yes, I'd like the fryer cut, please. <laughs> the fryer. I had a, I had an awesome interaction with a, with a student one day. They're they're saying something like, "Oh yeah, this or this or baldness," and then I look at them and go, "Why did you look at me when you said that?" Oh, no. <laughs> and they're like, "Oh no, I'm sorry." I'm so, I was like, "No, no, I'm just kidding. It's fine. Don't worry about it." This <laughs> I seems, know I'm bald. This seems like a perfect way for us to jump into the catching up. It's been a week, fellas, that we haven't seen each other. Uh, so why don't we catch up? And if you're uh, if you're watching with us, let us know what's been going on for you in the last week. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, why don't we start with Lucas? Man, what's been going on with you? It feels like it, you were here and then gone last week. Uh, a few te- That's exactly how I was. And the week before, actually, wasn't I? Or no, I, I wasn't on at all the week before. Nope. Uh, so I'll get you caught up from that. Uh, two weeks ago, um, we had like a crazy rain uh, in our area. And uh, I get a text. I'm just getting ready to go on. I actually have like the stuff set up. And I get a text from our mutual friend, Jeff LeBlanc. Uh, Jeff. And said like, uh, can I borrow your shop vac? And I said, yeah, like no problem. Um, and I was like, I guess I'm going to go help Jeff. And then uh, I was like, I better check the basement just to be sure before I take over all my flood fighting gear. And uh, so I get down there and 
the the normal bag corner was fine, but this one corner there was like a puddle, you know, the size of a wading pool. So we get the shop back out, and it does it seems okay. But uh, anyway, long story short, I spent the night. It, like Melissa kept an eye on our little thing; it wasn't too bad at all, thankfully. Um, but Jeff's house got about an inch of water Ugh. in the basement, and they'd never had a flood before ever. Um, and like, I thought it was in their like laundry room in the basement or whatever. But then we went, and he goes come here and we went out to their living room and you stepped on their carpet and the whole thing floated like it was a floating carpet you hate to see uh, it yeah and and it's it's not funny but like it was because you know i could tell they were like you know having a hard time obviously because it's not a fun experience but i'm like oh i remember my first time oh. yeah that's a hard one <laughs> my first flood oh. and then i was like it, trust me it gets better and then like i kept doing these little things like you know i was helping them out with whatever and i showed him these little tricks he goes Oh, that's pretty smart. I'm like, not my first rodeo. Like I've, I figured this out before I got our basement fixed. We used to like flooding was like, whenever there was a heavy dew, we'd have a problem. Remember when, uh, remember, so, remember when you so, first had so a child? Not and anymore. It, remember when you first had children and every parent that had children ahead of you would come up with their little wisdoms and advice. And you would just be <laughs> yeah. like, just, I bet you that's how Jeff and Heidi felt with, with, I bet you when you left, they went, Oh, <laughs> no, I think I, I did much. my very best to say, like, He's listen, I understand I've been there because I know when I yeah. when I was flooding, I didn't really have any. I didn't know who to turn to, what to do. I just like it was super depressing, obviously. And I'm just burning uh, it down. I still well, it won't it's, burn. You, know, you, Why you won't feel it burn? like that. If that if that was an option, you would have been like, just walk away because it's so like demoralizing. But anyway, but the nice thing is eventually you figure out that you, you turn a new leaf or whatever. But yeah, so that's what I was doing two weeks ago. Last week had the internet problems. So I know I'm eating through all my catch up time here. But uh, the other thing I that I wanted to share with you guys is that I'm kind of excited about was I've always, always wanted like to get Gideon because my, my nine year old son, he loves Lego, a Lego advent calendar, which I did. Man, those but then are I tough really, to really, really wanted to get him a Lego Star Wars advent calendar. Um, but, you know, the cheap side of me was like, ah, they're so expensive for what they are and, you know, all that kind of stuff. But he did really like the Lego advent calendar that I got him before. And, and I was like, you know what? This year I'm going to bite the bullet. And, I'm, and they're about they're 30 bucks at Costco, but they didn't have the Star Wars ones. And I looked around and they're 50 bucks everywhere I looked. And I was like holy jumpins but then in my head i'm like like you know he's only gonna want to do it for a couple more that's years two and a half and like, mario mugs <laughs> that's right and i was just like ah and anyway i did it i found one i didn't think i would the place that said they were sold out wasn't and i like it felt like one of those like a like a not that exciting version of a christmas movie where i like ran all around and they said they didn't have it and then they did and they brought it out it was even on like eight dollars off so 42 bucks baby and uh <laughs> anyway but here's my what i can report i spent a lot of money on this thing worth every penny i've been super happy with it both in Has the quality of this yeah gideon loves it good um yeah he opens it but it's been really fun because every night like he's like can i open my thing yet i was like yeah let's go and i don't know if it's on purpose or not but the instructions are not good like basically it's like it'll show something with you know 25 pieces and it just shows it like assembled and you're like it doesn't really get me from <laughs> a to b uh, so sometimes you can just do, obviously if it says like a minifigure or whatever, or minifig as the uh, Lego nerds will say, um, that's not a problem. But if it's like a, a ship or whatever, so we go on YouTube and there's always someone who's figured it out like that morning, who's opened it up and done the video. Recorded. <laughs> we'll, 
we'll have, we'll have like play pause play pause oh this person's like a million views because everyone's in the same boat we're like i don't know how to assemble this uh and then so we'll play pause play pause and like assemble the whole thing and i was really impressed because it has a ton of minifigures and it has a ton of like ships i thought it was going to be like oh here's a wall or whatever sometimes they're kind of lame but oh, yeah he, gideon's loved it um, actually, I no, I don't. You guys don't want to see them, but there's like an X-wing. There's an A-wing. Don't tell us what we don't want to see. One. I want to see the size. Uh, yeah. Okay, Come I'll on. show you. Uh, Brad, what's new with you? Oh, uh, I'm still here. I'm gonna sit in he silence. Can hear you. I'm gonna sit. I know we can. We're gonna sit in silence live on the air. Hey, Andrew, what's going on with you? Oh, we, we're really doing this. All right. Here's just a taste. Uh, so you got your Lego. Here's your Luke Skywalker, you know, just fresh off Tatooine. Uh, for those that are uh, listening to the audio only, Lucas will now do a better described audio. And here is a Millennium Falcon, you know, basic, small, but oh, cute. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's size of small. Size of a potato chip. Um, if you're a fan of the Mandal- any Mandalorian fans in the house... Because we got the Razor Crest, baby. Look Whoa. at that. So cute. Oh, like, uh, haven't seen it. If you're a fan Damn. of the original Star Wars, here's a Lucre Hulk battleship. Very fun. Uh, some kind of triangle TIE fighter. It feels like kind of a cheap one. Uh, A-Wing. That's I just wanted to see one. I just wanted to see one. Sorry, but you're going to see the. But I should have shown you the best one. X-wing, check it out, baby. Look at that. Oh, yep, it's the shape of an X. Oh, you can't fit a you can't fit a minifig in that. No, you can't. <laughs> you really can't. Oh. But uh, anyway, it was it, you know lots of fun ships. We have little space battles. It's it's great. It's really great. So there you go. That's right up your alley. I actually am happy for you, man. <laughs> That's good. I uh, want that. To answer your question, um, I'm fresh off of school, so I was in a co- oh okay, I was in a couple of. Cl- I'll put the toys away. I was I was in a couple of courses, as you both know. I was in a theology course and then one called Foundations of Women's Ordination, which, let me just say this right now, by far the best course I've ever taken. I, really? I'm it sounds like a bit of a stinker, I'm going to be honest. It, it, it was not. It was phenomenal. Uh, it, uh, it didn't hurt that I aced it, too, but that's another story. That, <laughs> But honestly, that class was transformational, and I mean that. But... Uh, but it just seemed like taking those two courses and life ministry kit everything it was it seemed like a lot i was really counting down the days for it to be over and 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 that was last week it was it was over last week and then i got thinking cuz uh, i've got to take more courses and one of them uh, my pastor actually is going to be able to offer one of them here and that got me thinking well should i take it from him because it will be at a different pace than what i'd be doing through the university so i'm going to do one through the university and then should i do one at the same time with him uh and get two done again uh, and then i thought but can i take the courses that i'm that i'm using for ordination can i apply them towards a degree with this university uh, northwest nazarene university because if i can then i should take both with the university so i can use that anyway so that got me searching to see what would it take for me to get a degree through the school? Because you both have been a part of my educational career. I'd, have, I'd never got my degree. That's why I'm doing these courses now is, is for the educational requirement for ordination. And that led me down the path to looking into when I'm done with my course of study, going right into a master's program. Because of my advanced age... 
uh, I can I can skip doing uh, an undergrad and go right into like a Masters of Divinity. So I don't know if school's ever going to end for me. And that's kind of depressing. At the same time, kind of exciting because like I actually enjoy the courses. Sometimes I'm a little stressed out by them, but but I'm enjoying the process and the thought of actually getting a degree under my belt uh, would be kind of fun. Uh, Lucas, yeah, I know that they're calling me old. Thank you, Mandy. Um, Lucas, without going too long into it, you've done a master's, right? Or are you in your master's currently? I'm, I'm mid-master's. I'm going to be starting course 8 of 10 here in the new year. And how do you find it? I mean, it'll be Fine. a different master's like, program, but... <laughs> yeah, like it's... Well, because I'm doing it mostly online, so... Uh, and it's been, yeah, it's, it's been good. Like some courses you get more out of than others. Some courses are harder than others, but most of the, most of the time it's been fine. And I think you've probably found this too. I'm so glad I'm doing it at this age of my life at my advanced age. Um, because I have life under my belt. Like if I had taken a master's of education right out of like, without ever having taught, like, I don't know anything. Like I should know, you shouldn't call me a master of anything. Yeah. Uh, but at least with this, I've got, you know, a decade of teaching and, and working with kids and stuff under my belt. And I can, I can draw on that. And I also really like it. And, and probably you do too, being able to talk with people in the same field as you that are actually into the growth aspect of it and the yeah, academic yeah. aspect of it. It's really kind of neat because not everybody is right. Yep. Um, so I, I've, I've really enjoyed that. I did one face-to-face course, which was like, twice the work, but I did really enjoy it because uh, it gets to talk to people. And I was like, I'm going to do at least one more, even though it's more work. But then COVID happened. So I, I let myself off the hook for that one. Nice. <laughs> yeah, you're free. Uh, so, I can talk to you guys. So that's kind of what I'm thinking right now is is getting this done and then uh, probably not taking a break because if I don't continue, I probably won't continue. Uh, right. So so I thought maybe I should wait till the kids are out of the house. Um, but realistically, like that's eight years if or 10, sorry, 10 years, because uh, Jaden's eight, be nine shortly. Anyway, uh, the other thing is this, and I want to ask you guys if you've ever heard of this, because I'm super concerned for our educational system, specifically the physical education system. Uh, <laughs> Harmony came home yesterday, and I was asking her about school, and she gave me the, it was good, and then tried to run off to her room. And I was like, no, 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 I'd like to actually- Classic like, teen. Uh, well, she's only 11, but my goodness. But I'm like, talk to me. Tell me about your day. And so she was telling me that they played, uh, they played baseball. And I was like, oh, that's awesome. Uh, and then she goes, but it it there was no ball, and the the pitcher and the batter did rock paper scissors to see who won. And then if the batter won, he got to run. And if the pitcher won, it was a strike. I. Guys, you know me. I'm not a sport. I'm not a jock. I'm not a sports person. But there was something that died inside of me in that moment as I looked into my daughter's eyes and I went, what are we doing? What are we creating with <laughs> I rock? was throwing hot today. I got a home run. <laughs> I was throwing I hot scissors today. Six times. Scissors, scissors, scissors. <laughs> Have you guys ever heard of this? I don't think so. Was no, it a social distance thing or just because the kids are afraid of hitting the ball or what? I asked that same thing. Uh, Patricia, I wondered that same question too. Is it really a sport? <laughs> um, Harmony said that like if if the person threw down paper, they would cut it with scissors. So that's that's touching. So if it's a, it's a social distance thing, mm-hmm. then they're doing it wrong. Uh, I, I've never – I was hoping that maybe you had heard of it. Andrew, you – Come on, man. Give me something. What's going on with this? What are they teaching my kid? Uh, 
I'm just questioning, like, how do they get out? Like, once they get to first base, do they stop? Like, and how do you get a double or a triple? See, I know terms. <laughs> like, what's a home run? Well, maybe like, it's at every base. You have to, like, challenge the per. You beat the boss at each base oh to make it all goodness. the way around. Oh, maybe. Listen, don't get excited I, about I this. Do it. No, I don't. You know what? It might be fun. It seems like a fun activity when you're not allowed to you do the sports, but like do the sports guys like yeah, but baseball's like it. baseball's not easy for someone who doesn't oh. know how to play baseball. Oh, we've just received an invitation to move back to Nova Scotia because that's where baseball is really baseball. <laughs> the men are men and the women are too, Wait. and the baseball is the baseball. Like back where I'm from, baseball's baseball. <laughs> yeah. Oh, good grief. So th- that I'm, I don't even know what to do about that. I've never been, I've a lot. There's been times where I probably should have called a teacher or had a conversation with a teacher about something and didn't. This is the closest I've ever been to like writing a concerned email. Hi, just as a parent, I'd like to know <laughs> what you're doing with my kids. But do you pause because you're like, should this be my first email? Like, should this be my biggest? Is this the hill to die is it, on? This is this uh, the hill to die. Someone on? should. Uh, someone needs to. But I. But I don't know. I get it. I wouldn't want to be the one either. I just don't understand it. I'm super concerned. Um, <laughs> and I guess apparently, you know, we we always say it's not the church's responsibility to teach our kids, <laughs> you know, faith and things like that. Uh, and apparently, it is also not. It, I guess it's my responsibility to teach my daughter the finer things of baseball. Like that there's a ball. Uh-oh. Uh, actually, have you ever seen the CBC show called This Is That? It's an it's from a couple years ago. No. It's a, it's, a, it's a radio show. It was a fake radio show where they played it super like straight laced. And it was always like, it wasn't so crazy that you wouldn't believe it, but it was always like a little weird. But they had one, it was like out in BC, there was a soccer league where they didn't have the ball because kids losing would make, make their self-esteem bad. And it was like, it's like, well, oh, he scored. Or maybe he didn't. We're not sure. It kind of depends oh, what the goalie feels like. <laughs> and that's what <laughs> Oh, my word. That's it was a, really funny. That's exactly what this feels like to me. This feels like one of those uh, like participation award <laughs> type of things. Yeah. Uh, okay, Andrew. You, you march get- down to that principal's office. Socially distance, of course, and get to the bottom of this. We're, and I'm going to we'll, be honest. I think rock, paper, scissors, baseball sounds fun. I think it sounds fun for a youth group game. But if it's in PE, I that's where I you thank know, you. get worried. Thank you. My tax dollars are, should not be going to teach my kid how to play soccer. Could you imagine if that's what she thinks baseball is? What's going to happen when she like joins a team in university, goes to bat, doesn't understand why she has a bat, and just... She gets up there. She's like... So she's going to make the university baseball team yeah. not knowing how to play baseball. That's right. right. Oh, yeah. I suppose but she then they'll to to... switch it over to the rock, paper, scissors format That's anyway. That's probable. We, yeah. Okay. So this is this is a future thing. They're going to change it over. We got to move on. Andrew, get us out of this spiral. All right. What's been so going I'll on with you? Quick. Uh, we finally got set free uh, in the old St. John area from the, the dastardly uh, yellow zone. I think that's the bad one. Uh, so that meant we could see our, our friends and family orange again. Zone. Orange zone. We were in orange and we went back to yellow. There we go. It's tough to keep it straight. Uh, so my sister uh, bought a house. And uh, so in classic uh, Beckwith uh, form, my dad uh, promptly gutted uh, the entire kitchen. Um, so I was I went over there, 
basically the first day we were free and uh, worked on that on Saturday. And so it was, it was fun. It's fun when it's not your house. Uh, a lot more fun. No pressure. Uh, you just work and then you're like, well, I'm going to go home to my normal house and, <laughs> and uh, there you go. But uh, it's going to be really nice when it's done. Um, but, uh, and it's exciting for her. It's her first house and stuff, but uh, it's just so funny. Cause I, been doing stuff with my dad for years and it always is way more expensive because we like do we open something up and he's like oh well we should do this because we're already mm-hmm. you know in here and like i always i'm like yeah he's right but let's pull these always, water water heaters out of here but it's yeah, like yeah, yeah. not it's never his money right and so now my sister <laughs> is experiencing that <laughs> i'm like welcome to renovating with dad it's always way more expensive but here's a pro tip when you're budgeting for renovations and you always think like so say you're doing a kitchen what are the things you think you got to do for a kitchen that are going to cost you money are you asking well what depends yeah it depends what you're doing okay this should be good uh floor counter tiles uh screws glue uh uh, more no but like i don't know i mean you're right though like so like uh, you generally think of like the big things. So you need, uh, co- I, like if you're doing the whole thing, I cupboards. Said, I said screws and glue. Don't forget that. <laughs> cupboards, <laughs> uh, you know, a countertop, a, fl- a floor or a tile or whatever. <laughs> Those things don't cost as much money as this, the things that you don't think of. Like we went and bought screws, like, subfloor and screws and things like that. And it's like way more expensive. Like it always cu- catches you off guard. Because you're like, yeah. oh, I got, I bought my cupboards and I bought my uh, sink and blah blah, and then you spent like th- like hundreds and hundreds of dollars on like <laughs> how much things. for screws? Like ten cents? <laughs> oh, they're it's like ridiculous. Anyway, so what do you mean that. I need a floor under the floor? Um, and then <laughs> uh, the, another uh, quick thing, Oliver, um, he had some belly issues yesterday at daycare, and so when he got home, he we were like, oh, I'll just go lay on the couch and watch TV. He was like that perfect sick where you're not really like sick, mm. but you're sick. Awesome Anyways, ass. he caught on very fast to uh, to milk and that, and because we just like <laughs> let him watch TV, right? And he's and then like we gave him supper and he ate like every drop of supper and we're like, oh well, you probably shouldn't have any more he's, because of your belly. Well, you. Know, it's okay. You know, it's okay. You know, I, I'm on the uphill. I'm on the uphill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah give me yeah. that steak. So then today I pick him up from daycare. He's like, I don't feel good today. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. And then that was it. He never <laughs> brought it up again. But I was like, wow, he, he caught on to that. So do you remember, was it last week I told you about Jaden and what had happened to him about his stomach? Yeah. Well, the day before he pulled what you were just describing with the trying to pull the belly thing. And and then when he did it the next day, I thought he was just faking. And then it turns out he was not. Yeah. He was not. Dang. Yeah, well, that's the thing. You got to be careful about, about that. But yeah, you do. He didn't bring it up yeah. again. So I think he was just trying to get some more TV time. Well, folks, as you um, can see, we all have a really good handle on life. A lot's happened in a week. Uh, Lucas, are you good if I toss to you when we move along? You, toss away. As I started to speak, it looked like you had a final thought. It's nothing of importance, I guarantee it. Here we go uh, then. Let's <laughs> toss to Lucas and the Schmorp. 
All right, folks, we're going to be looking at the SMORP, which stands for Scripture, Message, Obedience, Repentance, and Prayer. And uh, so we've got a, a bit of a long one here, not crazy long, but not crazy short either. So 1 Thessalonians 1, 2 to 10, and we are in the English Standard Version, if you'd like to follow along. Uh, the Thessalonians' Faith and Example. We give thanks to God always for all of you, constantly mentioning you in our prayers, remembering before our God and Father your work of faith and labor of love and steadfastness of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. For we know, brothers, loved by God, that he has chosen you, because our gospel came to you not only in word, but also in power and in the Holy Spirit and with full conviction. You know what kind of men we proved to be among you for your sake, and you became imitators of us and of the Lord, for you received the word in much affliction with the joy of the Holy Spirit, so that you became an example to all the believers in Macedonia and Achaia. Uh, for not only has the word of the Lord sounded forth from you in Macedonia and Achaia, but your faith in God has gone forth everywhere, so that we need not say anything. For they themselves report concerning us uh, the kind of reception we had among you, and how you turned to God from idols to serve the living and true God and to await for his Son from heaven, whom he raised from the dead, Jesus, who delivers us from the wrath to come. So uh, we're going to jump right in with uh, Scripture. Uh, what words, phrases, or observations in this passage stand out to you? What does the Scripture tell you or me about the nature and work of God? Uh, so basically, what jumps off the page at you right away? That's the phase we're in right now. May I? May, please do. The two two phrases um, became imitators of us and the, the Lord, mm-hmm. and then following that uh, became an example to all. Those are the two things that jumped out at me. Mm-hmm. How about you, Andrew? Um, in verse 8, um, so that we need not say anything. Mm, it's going to be a short good. one with you today, is it, Andrew? Not gonna, what do you mean? Not going to say anything. Going to take uh, the example. But I like, get it. Whoosh, good one. Thanks. <laughs> uh, for me, it would be the, um, you became imitators of us. That's what also jumped off the page mm-hmm. of me. Mm-hmm. There we go. So now uh, comes the message. Uh, what do you sense the Lord is saying to you in this reading? Is there a word of correction, guidance, encouragement, wisdom, or promise? Do you have a question for God? Um, now, again, this is the point where we get to unpack some of those things that were popping off the page at us, or we can just delve into something else. Uh, so who wants to start? Brad, you want to start us off? Oh, okay. Uh, sure. I guess, you know, I was looking at, there's a, there's a lot in this. Um, and, and something that, that the part that jumped out about to me was became imitators of us and of the Lord. And, and, and then they became this example and it got me thinking, who am I imitating? And it's not that, it's not that I want to be, I don't, you know, no, and I mean, no offense to either of you, but I'm not supposed to be Lucas or Andrew, and I'm not supposed to be Pastor Dave. I'm supposed to be me. However, there are qualities that you guys have and Pastor has in, in relation to their faith uh, that are good to imitate, that I can learn from. And I think that's the, the thing for me is that I, there's things that I need to learn from, from the people around me, but also it needs to be focused and it needs to be grounded in the Lord. So, you know, I, I can't be an imitator of someone that is not also imitating the Lord. Does that make sense? Um, yeah. Like, what would be the point of that? And, and, and then it's, so the point is not just to, to have like this righteousness and, uh, 
that you just get to hold on to and look at me how great I am, but you're supposed to be an example and setting an example. Uh, again, not not in a look at me how great I am kind of way because you're imitating the Lord. So it always comes back to, no, it's not me. This is the Lord. And uh, so it got me thinking, who am I imitating? What am I imitating? And what kind of example am I setting? I guess that that would be the the whole message for me. Who am I imitating? And what's the example that I'm setting? Because whether I like it or not, uh, people are watching. And I don't need, you know, to Andrew's point, I don't need to say anything. People are seeing it. I don't think that's where you're going, but I don't need to say anything. People see it in my actions and how I behave. Um, so I'm, uh, you know, just becoming a little bit more aware of that. Very good. Uh, Andrew, do you have anything you wanted to uh, unpack? Any messages? Yeah, so just that verse, verse 8, for not only has the word of the Lord sounded forth from you in Macedonia and Achaia, but your faith in God has gone forth everywhere so that we need not say anything. And I just love that, how they're basically saying, you know, you have done the work. Uh, you have passed that along to so many people that we are basically out of a job. Uh, you know, you've taken care of it for us. And, uh, you know, that is should be any of our goal as Christians and as we uh, witness to people and we and we lead people. Uh, that, you know, I think Brad maybe mentioned this last week about working yourself out of a job, essentially, yeah. to the point where, you know, <laughs> somebody else is better than it than you. Great. Awesome. I don't have to yeah. say anything. You know, the, the job is done. And I mean, that's just a great thing to, to work towards as Christians. And you make a good point, even even in like a leadership idea of celebrating those that have done the work and have gone out that you don't need to do it. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, cause that's what's happening here. It's like, Hey, you did a great job. We're celebrating what you did. Yeah. And I think that's just if I, on a leadership principle, I think that's something that we need to think about too, is celebrating with those that, that actually go out and are doing it. Uh-huh. Lucas. No, uh, that's good. I think for me and cause my message, my, the thing, my scripture was the same as yours and kind of piggyback off what you said, you know, the whole living a life worthy of imitation, really that's what parenting comes down to, right? Like it's, mm. uh, they won't remember the speeches we give a lot of the time or the words that we say most of the time, but they'll remember the actions, right? They'll remember what we did. Um, that's going to speak, you know, louder than words. Uh, so that's something I always have kind of going on in my mind. And, you know, like when I'm having a freak out because they're late getting in the car or whatever it is, right? Like that's, <laughs> that's something that I have to keep in mind. Because uh, we were talking about that before we went on air, is that's like a that's a t- trigger point for me. Uh, trying to get the kids out the the door, and you know, alone. you say, "Okay, get your boots on," and you walk away to do something. And come back five minutes later, they don't have their boots on, and you're like, you know, blow up. Uh, and then, and when that happens, what do I do? Like, do I apologize? Do I talk to them about it? That sort of thing. Like, like if if my children think that a um, best version of a husband and father is me what does that mean? Which is a scary thought. And you know, you're the role model. So that's to me kind of similar idea. And and of course what Brad said about, you know, the greater world as well, seeing you as someone worthy of imitation. Um, And it's important for us to find people that we can uh, find, put people in our lives who we want to be more like, and obviously they're not going to be perfect, you know, because they're not Jesus, but surround yourself with people that you wish you were more like, and not that you wish were more like you. Um, I mean, that's, that's a principle that we use in, in music is surround, like, mm-hmm. if you want to get better, surround yourself yeah. with people that are better than you. It forces you to get good. 
Yeah, exactly. Don't be the guy, you know, playing at the local, you know, basketball court, being the best when really he thinks he's, you know, he's the big fish in the small pond yeah, or whatever. Yeah. 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 So uh, there we go. Any other thoughts? Somebody's going to be the big fish. <laughs> Somebody's got to be the big fish and someone's happy to be it. Uh, <laughs> shan't be me. Um so next up, we'll, we'll jump on down to obedience. Sure. Uh, what do you sense the Lord is saying to you in this reading? Is there a word of correction, guidance, encouragement, wisdom, or promise? Hmm. Oh man, uh, I'm trying to. Th- I'm trying to think. For me, I guess the obedience part is the only way that I'm going to be able to imitate the Lord is to know Him better. Mm-hmm. And and uh, I've I've actually I've actually taken a, a pretty significant step in my devotional life uh, in recent days, and it's it's been uh, transformational for me. And I'm not going to get into it right now, but but it's been something mm-hmm. that's just become a part of my daily routine, and I've been intentional with it in a way that I've not been before. So for me, the the point of obedience is to maintain that because it's all about getting to know Jesus better. And, but not just a mental, um, a, a mental knowledge, but letting that, you know, letting the Holy Spirit come with power and transform, um, and living it. So for me, that's, that's the point, you know, I think it says it may be something that you're already working on. And this is the first time in every smorp I've ever done where I'm like, I'm actually for once, it's something I'm already working on. <laughs> that's good. And work in progress. Yeah. Oh, big time. Um, for me, I'll, I'll jump in. Uh, I've, I read the book, uh, this last couple of days, the ruthless elimination of hurry. Um, it's a pretty good book, not perfect, but you know, pretty good. And, uh, there's a point that I really liked. And he said that the reason why hurry is so bad, like, and we live such hurried, busy lives and he talks about all the stuff you need to do, but he says the reason why it's important, not just cause you're busy and cause like, Oh, busy is not great or whatever, but he goes, you, you, you need to be quiet and you need to slow down to experience God and to enter into the presence of God. And by our lives constantly getting ratcheted up and ratcheted up and ratcheted up, we just, we're constantly hurrying from thing to thing to thing. And even when we set aside time for a quiet time, our brains are still in 50 places and we are having a hard time settling into it. So he says, really the reason why hurry is it's like this enemy of faith is because of the fact that it's, draining us of our ability to enter into the presence of God. Um, and I thought that, I thought that mm. did, you know, ring pretty true. And uh, I thought that was, was a point. That's something I've been trying to think about a little bit more and trying to think of some ways. And that'll probably be over my Christmas break. Um, think of some ways I can kind of reset in the new year to have less hurry and less busyness and try to slow my life down a little bit so I can not snap at my kids or wife or whatever. And so I can, when I am doing my quiet time, I can actually, invest more in it yeah that's a good word man Mm. Uh, for me it's just a you know to not be selfish to cheer people on to Mm -hmm. to be willing to you know see somebody else be the successful one and and kind of take the the back seat because it is nice to you know feel successful and feel like you've accomplished something and uh, it can be hard to give that to somebody else and you know when you know you could do it uh, and so it's just to, to recognize those opportunities where, you you know, maybe they can't do it even as good as me, but it doesn't matter because, you know, it's 
you know, you got to cheer them on and get them to that point where they're going to be uh, comfortable and, and be successful and, and doing those things. So mm-hmm. just kind of take that selfishness away. Cheering on wins for the team, not just, you know, for the part, which is funny because I'll find myself in my life and like something will happen. I'll start to get a little jealous. I'm like, is that a thing? Am I, do I still get jealous over stupid stuff like that? And in my head, I'm like, yeah, I kind of do sometimes. I'm like, oh, because it's your thing. You're like, oh, that's my thing. You can't do yeah. my thing. Mm. <laughs> that's right. And, and I call it, I, I've been pretty good at calling it out for like, no, that's like Satan whispering in my ear. Like, oh, what's, what do you think the big thing is there? Oh, you know, they're gaining, you know, they're gaining steam or losing esteem. And I was like, no, that's not what it is. Like, all of our steam is like pooled, right? Like we're on the same team. Um, so, and I just try to keep, I think it was, I think pooled I steam is some, called a sauna anyway. <laughs> but I, uh, I, th- there's some, I forget who said it, but someone said, it's amazing what can be accomplished when nobody cares who gets the credit. Uh, Ooh, and that's what yeah. I have to like, keep that in mind, especially with faith. Cause we're, we're so much on the same team and we're all over the world. You know, we have to keep all moving the ball forward in some way. Um, and then the final two are usually ones that we do privately. Although if you want to jump in and let us know, uh, we have repentance and prayer. Um, so repentance is write down any confession to God that reveals to you in this passage. Um, if, if applicable, write down any steps you're taking to turn away from this sin for the purpose of walking in holiness. And then prayer is spend time thanking the Lord for all his blessings. Uh, pray for anything and anyone he lays on your heart. Write down your prayers. I will just say. So, re- I, I would yep. just say this with repentance. I would confess that uh, that I have allowed busyness to rob me of uh, of what we've been talking about. You you really hit it when you were talking about that because we're so busy. If you're so busy, you can't imitate somebody else. You're too busy in your own headspace trying to just get through the day and get this whatever done, whatever done. Let alone trying to you know imitate Christ. So. Um, I would just, I would confess that and thank the good Lord that he's not done working on me and we're making steps. Mm -hmm. So, yep. There we go. All right. Well, all right. Go ahead. What were you going to say? And I was going to say, and I'll toss it to uh, Andrew for the next segment of does anybody else. So this is a newer segment. We threw this in uh, last week for the first time. And and Lucas left again. All right, that's fine. We don't need him. Uh, and so uh, Brad finds these uh, on Reddit, and uh, these are uh, questions people ask. Uh, does anybody else? And so does anybody else pull all-nighters just because they don't feel like sleeping? I do like twice a month, currently doing it now. It's 4 a.m., and I have a busy day ahead, eight-hour shift, work party, early morning shopping, but I'm not sleeping I've had insomnia all my life, and some nights it's easier to just accept it. I'm not really even that tired, to be honest. I figure some Red Bull in the morning, maybe some yoga. Also, does anybody feel that sleep is a giant waste of time? I hate that the human body just needs to pass out for a third of the day just to function properly. Like, what is the purpose of that? I do like to sleep, but I tend to either get very, very little of it or sleep for a full 24 hours. The sun is starting to come up, maybe an unpopular opinion, but I can't just stand I can't stand the sound of birds early in the morning. Just waiting this guy a couple hours great. to officially get up. Anybody else or am I kind of a freak? Oh my word. What is what a short story. 
Listen, uh, does anybody pull all nighters because they don't feel like sleeping? I I, th- I feel like when I was younger, maybe like teenagers, early twenties, you know, university, you're watching movies, you're playing games, stuff like that. Now I I have ambitions of staying up late. I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna get to bed. I'm gonna get in bed at eleven. I'm gonna it's it's a it's a Saturday night. I'm gonna play video games until like. Oh, like 12 or 1230. The break of dawn. No, but like, I'm like, I can go late. And, and, and then I lay there and I'm like, I don't feel like playing. I'm going to sleep. Uh, I'll say the closest, the closest I ever felt to this person uh, was working nights and coming up. There was, you know, every once in a while I'd come home and it, it technically was the day, but it was my sleep time and I couldn't sleep. Uh, and there was a point where you're just like, well, I guess I'll just get up instead of laying here. So I kind of get that. Um, mm. But now as a person that doesn't work nights and has children, as uh, Tiffany said. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so, this, okay, talk to me about this, because this happened to me today. And here's how I handled it. I woke up at four in the morning and, and I went to bed. Uh, it was probably after 11 by the time I fell asleep, but I woke up at four, was able to get back to sleep. But then at five o'clock, I woke up and was awake and couldn't get back to sleep. And so at at 515, I hit the streets and uh, did a run through um, like through the trails in the woods in the dark. It was awesome. And then got home before six o'clock in the morning and like did my smorp and then did some exercise and then got ready for the day. Um, and I felt really great about it, but that is the one time in my whole life that I've ever <laughs> been able to pull that off. Have you guys ever had one of those moments? Uh, for me, I know that when I was uh, in grade 12, I had a bunch of friends that went to Crandall University, ABU at the time, who were a year ahead of me. And they always like talked about pulling all-nighters to write papers and how it was so fun and what a great <laughs> fun time for them. And yeah. I was like, oh, I'm going to do that too. I'm going to be a fun, cool university kid. Uh, so I purposely like didn't write my paper. Like I did some pre-work, but I didn't like write. I was like, no, no. They're like, oh yeah, Cheater. you'll start to like six Cheater. o'clock. Like you'll start to like six <laughs> o'clock and then you have like a midnight run to Tim's and all this stuff. And is I was this, like, oh yeah, it'd be so great. Is this Barbara? Anyway, it was, no, writing a paper. I said, said writing a paper. Oh, so no. Uh, anyway, it did not work out. I was in dorm. I was my I was a first year dorm when this happened. I was like, I would be so cool and do this and have fun and it's be so exciting. Turns out I hate it. I need I need sleep. I don't need a ton of sleep, but I need I need to go to bed. And I was just I got somebody to take a picture of me looking like a blob of sadness, and I put it right on my desk. And people are like, "What is that for?" I'm like, "Oh, it's reminding me you never to do a all nighter again, ne- lest we forget, never again." Uh, and I never did. But do you, because I don't need a ton of sleep, but I can't work all night. Not but, dude, that's how every single one of my papers was written. But, but my <laughs> oh, qu- really? But my question, oh, I'm, yeah. I'm kind of pivoting off of this. Is have you ever woken up early and like seized the day? Oh yeah. Well, oh, good for you. Awesome. Pre <laughs> pre kid, uh, I was in a great routine of waking up at five thirty uh, and going to exercise and then i'd come back and i'd shower and then i had like i didn't work till 10 at that point so i had like oh it felt like a whole day before i actually had to leave for work and it was awesome and then i had a child and that went out the window 
I was terrified. Uh, I had left the hallway door closed and the cat has to go through there to get to its food. And I left it closed because I didn't want to wake the kids up when I was leaving. But the cat will sit at the door and meow. And I thought, oh my, I'm, I'm in the middle of the trail in the middle of the woods thinking, holy smokes, I left that door closed. That cat's going to wake them all up and I'm going to come home and get killed. <laughs> but it didn't. Uh, so cat alarm. I don't, to, to get to your question, Andrew, here, I don't feel like sleep is a giant waste of time. Uh, it's this person hates that the human body needs to fall asleep. I'm pretty sure we're designed that way, but I, okay, mm-hmm. fine. I, I kind of, I enjoy sleep. I, am I, am I weird? See, I stay up so late that like some people struggle to go to sleep and that would be frustrating. But the trick is you stay up late enough that the second your head hits a pillow, you go to sleep. Like, yeah. And it's funny because sometimes my wife will have a hard time falling. Not anymore, but more pre-kids. She's like, oh, I can't mm. get to sleep or whatever. Um, and sometimes now too, I guess. But I, I was like, mm, not really a I thing. was the same way. Pre-kid, <laughs> I struggled. I would lay there for hours. I couldn't sleep. And then oh, we wow. had kids and I could sl- I can sleep on this floor. Like, it <laughs> doesn't matter. Like, Yep. Yeah. Uh, shoot. Now I think I need more sleep than I'm getting probably, but I don't need a ton. Although we all, I have a, I have a boss who I, I think, you know, some people are just wired differently. I, I, I think he's just wired differently. Cause like I'll wake up and I'll, and I'll, and I'll check my phone or whatever. And I'll, there'll be a text from him from like two forty five in the morning, like not every day, but like regularly. And it doesn't surprise me that he's up at that time or I'll get an email. Cause he just, he does it. And I talked to him about it one time. He's like, yeah, I just don't need a lot of sleep. But I don't you, get did you that. remind like, him that you do? So stop <laughs> so stop sending me well, no, messages I have, in the night. I got do not disturb locked down. I'm good to go that way. Um, but I'm gonna start trying to sleep. Uh, I think maybe in the new year doing the whole like phone outside my room thing. I don't know how exactly that'll work because I have to do the I have to do the if school's well, gonna canceled wake you up. thing. My watch. So <laughs> I do love the Apple which is, Watch for that. Which is basically an extension of your phone. <laughs> Yeah, but I can't, I mean, I could scroll through stuff, but I never do. Like, I only use it for the bare minimum stuff. So I think I'd be pretty safe that way. But, and this is the first thing I've put into practice from this Elimination of Hurry book, um, is he said, you should not look at your phone before you're done your devotions in the morning. And I used to, like, wake up and check my phone and sit there in bed for five minutes, like, delaying getting out of bed or whatever. And this week, I've not done that. Like, And, I mean, I'm only putting it off, like, half hour 45 minutes or whatever so it's not a crazy thing but but it's still it does feel nice not that because sometimes you know you'll get that one text or you'll just happen to see the email and you're like oh no and you start thinking about it so i, I that way i can go into my devotions as kind of clear-headed as possible and i've enjoyed that mm. yeah. all, right. all right shall we head out yep lucas let's head on out of here well you can follow our podcast on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and any other important social medias we can think of. Uh, throw up the hashtag OH Club if you are talking about us on social. Um, we would love a five-star rating on iTunes if that's how you listen to us. And if you leave us a five-star rating, we'll even read it on the air. Not only that, but you can send your questions to us at OxfordHolyClub.com. You can browse merch and much more. It's true. All right, folks, this has been a good time. Enjoyed seeing you all. Until next time, keep spiritually fit and have fun.